Ladies and gentlemen, you understand that we can no longer mention our sponsor. The sponsor that shall not be named. We can't do it. We just can't. What if we, we just can't? What if we lose this week? Does that does that change it or? Uh, we yeah, we can probably go back to talking about them. Um, okay. It's just obviously a uh, an interesting correlation that uh, the one week we forget the Chiefs win and then we just deliberately decide not to and they keep winning. Yeah, I think the first week of the sponsor was the Giants game. So, so um, listen, I know Christmas is over, but. Uh, Having a beard is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle choice. You shouldn't be shaving right now. So no, we should be shaving right now. Heading to the playoffs. Yeah, let's just say that. So you know, you still, despite the fact that you know you're growing out that playoff beard, you want to look sharp. So uh, you know, do what you do. Go check out the sponsor, and uh, we're gonna talk some juice. It's a local hairy face company. There you go. What is this amateur hour? Yeah, I ain't no Superman businessman like you. You know, I'm just a amateur. I suppose. Amateur hour is what's happening. <laughs> amateur hour is what's happening. AHPKC is brought to you by ArrowheadPride.com. This is a show about football and friendship and fun. We're truthful, but not always accurate. We're red and yellow and ridiculous. We're basically Andy Reid's wardrobe, but but a podcast. Enough of the formalities. Can we talk Chiefs now? Let's go. Folks, I'm Ryan Scott Hall, and the guy that's going to be on the other side of the microphone today, same guy every week. What's up, Dirkness? What's up? Dirk and Doodle. I want to take I want to take a few minutes today. We're gonna to, we're gonna take a few minutes as we start to do something that I think you probably you're probably gonna like it. You're probably All right. gonna like it. Okay. Um, but but what I really think is appropriate at this point. As the Chiefs have now won their second straight AFC West championship. First time ever. In the history of the franchise. First time it's ever been done. A stat that's so crazy, I I wasn't even sure of it like this year. It was so it's so hard to comprehend that mm-hmm. even hearing it this year, I was like, that can't be right. Surely sometime in the nineties with Marty, we won back to back division titles there. But I mean it was it was harder than those five teams per division. The AFC West was always tough. I mean so even though the Chiefs have been mostly competitive for the last 30 years, never won back-to-back division titles. Well, and and the other thing that I found a little bit strange, um, we're go- we'll talk specifically about the Denver game. I know everyone's really excited Why? for one reason or another. Um, but I do think that if the Chiefs lost on Sunday, they would finish the season 9-7, and seven, 
and still be division champs after having to be 12 and 4 to win the division last year. So, back-to-back division titles with a three-game like switch or whatever. Whatever you want. Three-game swing? There you go. Whatever. That's better. Right? Like I think that, that that is very interesting especially considering um, I think how tough and how deep everyone assumed that the AFC West was going to be. Yeah, we're supposed to go to the top divisions even coming into the season, but uh, yeah, and Raiders fell off the planet. Broncos had a hot start, but we're nothing. Yeah, Chargers are a good team, but they, you know, still the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're uh, as as some of the cool kids on Twitter. They are on some Charger shit. Oh. Well, always. I've never. I don't, I don't know anyone that cool. Never, on Twitter. No. no. Okay. Well. Um, so, really, where I want to start today is um, a man that you once described as La Familia, <laughs> Andrew Reed. So, I love him. I just want to. I know that everyone keeps throwing out the numbers, but I want to pause and appreciate. What Andy Reid has done offensively, and if you want to credit Matt Nagy, it sure seems like um, I need a new head coach. Twitter is really interested in Matt Nagy. Um, Justice Mosqueda, a, a great follow on Twitter, and he put out a, a question last night that was basically like, "Your coach is fired today." And keep in mind that lateral moves rarely happen in the NFL. Who do you want to replace him? And I would say Matt Nagy was one of the most mentioned names as I scrolled through the 200-plus replies that he had. Which is so weird, because, I mean, how does he get so popular? I mean, he's, he's under Andy Reid. He hasn't been the offensive coordinator for long, because Doug Peterson was it at least through 2015. Yeah. Nagy is, Nagy's is he even like co-offensive coordinator right now, or I think that I mean the way that he's like listed is that he's listed as the offensive coordinator uh, as far as like pro football reference is concerned. We can we can fact check it on the Chiefs website. So usually, I mean, like coordinators under a head coach that specialized in one side of the ball aren't that sought after. And I mean, what do we know about Nagy other than he started calling plays three to four weeks ago and they've been tearing it up ever since? And Other I'm, than that, it's just people like meeting him and liking him and Andy Reid's past coaching tree. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I don't know... Um, I, 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 I don't know why people like him so much. I mean, I like him too. <laughs> I don't want him to go anywhere. But, I mean, right now, the Chiefs have gone through three or four different, like... Maybe this is the guy that would take over when or if Andy Reid decided to step away, you know, even just inside of this five-year period. So if Nagy moves on, I'm sure that they'll just have some other person waiting in the wings, and I'm not worried about it because it's still Andy. Um, By the way, Nagy, a completely dominant arena football player. 374 career touchdowns and 55 picks. I don't know. I guess I don't know how that compares to other arena quarterbacks, but that seems good. Yeah, that. I don't, what's that? Probably like 374 four, touchdowns four in six seasons, by the way. <laughs> he threw 85 one year. I'm, I'm surprised. 85 touchdowns. surprised that league never worked out. That sounds <laughs> exciting. Well, the players uh, seem to be like getting all of the accolades right now. Alex Smith, uh, for all intents and purposes, he's having 
absolutely his best season as a pro. He's got, you know, all of his career ranks. I think you guys have probably seen the graphic a bunch of times. It's like... We ran down the stats last week. Yeah, I mean, most yards he's ever thrown for, probably his best yards per attempt. He's got a great completion percentage, most touchdowns he's ever thrown for. I mean... I think it was highest everything of his career except completion percentage, which was second. Yeah, he's, um, he's having a heck of a year. And to have Alex Smith throw for 4,000 yards and have 25 touchdowns and five picks or whatever it is, um, I, I mean, these are numbers that I don't know if anyone ever really thought Alex was going to get to. And, you know, the Chiefs the second team in NFL history to have a quarterback <coughs> throw for 4,000 while having a 1,000-yard receiver, a 1,000-yard tight end, and a 1,000-yard running back. The other team? Um, I saw 1960-something. Oh, I thought it was the early 80s Chargers. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Well, there's yeah, a few stats like that floating around, but the, I think it's the uh, Chargers, Chargers Winslow, teams. and uh, I don't know who the receiver would have been, uh, but Fouts and whatnot. Bef- before we Marion were born. Marion Butts. Yeah, before we were born. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I, I think that, John Dorsey and the scouting department, and I mean, if you if you want to say Brett Veach, sure, um, but those guys deserve a ton of credit too because you're talking about Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, all draft picks that have happened, you know, in the last four or five years. I mean, basically under this regime. Um, have you seen the people discrediting John Dorsey's draft history in the past? couple weeks at all. Um, I've seen people saying that like... It's, it's mostly been Evan Silva to me, who I follow mostly for fantasy purposes, but he has a real problem with John Dorsey's draft history and I'm just like, dude, he gets a stud in every single class. I don't I don't understand. Um, I know you don't like Silva, so... I I blew up on him one day and it wasn't... Really it was Dwayne Bowen, it was, I think. It was not... I don't know what it was. <laughs> I called him a hack. It wasn't very nice. Yeah. Um... The Chiefs website, for what it's worth, lists Brad Childress as the assistant head coach and Matt Nagy as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I got offensive coordinator. Um, <clears throat> I just uh, I, I just wanted to, at the very least, acknowledge that what the front office has done and then ultimately what the offensive coaching has done, um, these are things that I don't know if we ever expected to see, not just like with this group of players, but like in our lifetime. I mean, maybe you expected to to see that once Mahomes took over or something, but I mean... When just we, see what? Like an Alex Smith-led offense put this up? Or I'm just talking about, I mean, just like... I mean, we've seen this dominant offense put the Chiefs before. Yeah, I just, it's... Um, I'm, I'm really impressed, and, and I want to I wanna take my hat off. To Andy Reid, as you actually just took your hat off. I I'm about to take all my clothes off for Andy Reid. Oh, <laughs> well, it's uh, but I, not because he asked. It's not like I, that. I don't know. It what, isn't like that. There's no inappropriate workplace behavior going on here. Okay. Nothing at all. And I don't know what time you guys are listening to this, but it's not after nine thirty. So yeah. Um, Plus, it's it's a little cold out. I don't know if you heard, but uh, I might have a few layers on, so it the, could take me off. It might internet, take me all podcast to take all these clothes off. The internet has said that it is cold outside. Yes. Uh, Confirmed. I I think that um, the Chiefs have certainly gone uh, above and beyond expectations as far as offensive production is concerned, especially considering the fact that 
Uh, Spencer Ware goes down with that injury, and you really didn't think that you were going to end up seeing a season like this from Kareem Hunt as a rookie. It wasn't really expected. Um, and when you look at Kareem's numbers, uh, I I think that we also need to appreciate what he's done and and try to understand how important this guy is to the offense. So the Chiefs are 9-6 and six as it stands right now. Kareem Hunt has almost 1,300 rushing yards. He's at 1,292, seven touchdowns. He's got another 53 catches for 450 yards and three more touchdowns. He has 53 catches on 63 targets. I mean, he's a running back, so there shouldn't be a lot of incomplete passes to him anyways, but he's been efficient. And I I, start, I was looking at his splits for... <laughs> it's so bad, dude. His splits versus in wins versus losses. So in the six losses, he has 74 carries for 275 yards and no touchdowns. And in wins, he has 197 carries for over 1,000 yards and all seven of his touchdowns. Uh, I mean, Yeah, but we talked last week. I mean, the biggest... Like, I credited the intangible move of suspending Peters to motivate the team, but the tangible difference that happened on the field was the ability to run the ball again. Like, they were not able to run the ball for four or five weeks and then apparently simplified the blocking scheme, mm-hmm. and apparently that opened things up. I saw another stat that was it was Kareem Hunt, either rushing yards or total yards per game, you know, ranks in the NFL by week, and it was like weeks one through seven, first in the NFL. Weeks eight through ten, 30th in the NFL. Weeks 11 through 15, first in the NFL. It was just like, okay. It's it's really strange because you look at it and so he averages about eighty five rushing yards a game over the season, and in wins he averages one hundred and thirteen, and in losses he averages forty six. Like it's just a huge disparity, and you can go through and look at like some of the stat lines in the losses. Stat line. And I, I, I mean, I can do it. <laughs> I can I can play that sound. We'll add it in later. Um, no, if you look at if you look at some of the lines in these losses, like let's also keep in mind that none of these losses, the Chiefs were like ever out of it. Really, I mean, the never the game was never out of reach. I don't think the team was ever really down like two scores, and so then we just have to start throwing the ball. I mean, yeah, no, I think when I mean the Cowboys was the most decisive loss. Right, in and terms I mean, of score, that, but but that was even. I mean, the Chiefs even were that was still a game. Yeah, that was still a game. Like we were down two scores driving with seven minutes left or so. So, so it was still possible. In some of these losses, Pittsburgh nine carries, twenty one yards. I mean, we lost that Oakland game, and he was okay. He had eighteen for eighty seven. But like Dallas nine for thirty seven, the Giants eighteen for seventy three. I mean, that's that's not bad. That's five quarters of football though. Um. The Buffalo game, 11 carries for 17 yards. The Jets game, even a high-scoring game, 9 carries for 40 yards. Like, and when the Chiefs give Kareem Hunt the ball, they do well. I mean, I guess if he if he plays well, the team plays well. But it seems like if you don't give him enough work, then the offense doesn't get going. I, I don't think it's that simple. I see uh, how people are looking at it like that. But in watching those games, I just didn't... They weren't able to run the ball, and I don't think giving him the ball ten more times 
in those games when he was getting stopped would have, you know, swung the game towards a win. I'm not sure if that's what you're trying to say or... Um, I don't... I don't, I don't think it was like a that. coaching decision to not give him the ball was the fault. I think the fault was why isn't our blocking scheme working now? Right, and they made so that's that's changes. where I give him criticism is right. is why did your blocking scheme fail for five weeks and why was it such an easy fix apparently? Yeah, your buddy Heck, 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 man, Heck, um, hey, I'm coming around. I don't I don't know if Kareem is going to play on Sunday. I mean, I I don't know that he should. Given the fact that over this three-game winning streak, he has 92 touches, I mean, that's a lot. Should I mean, definitely rest him. I'm a little biased because I have a Kareem Hunt Rookie of the Year bet out there, and this is probably going to hurt that. Does that does that bother you at all that this would hurt his Rookie of the Year campaign? Because he's kind of neck and neck with Alvin Kamara right now. I would say. Um, I haven't looked at Kamara's numbers, but is I mean, that something you care about at all? Though him winning Rookie of the Year. No. Okay. I mean, it'd be cool, but I don't care. Okay. Like, we know how good he is. It's hard for me to judge just because I, I've got this bet that I'm staring at. Like, uh, no, no, play Kareem! I mean, for me, like, winning Rookie of the Year, I guess it'd be cool because, I mean, like, Marcus won it. Didn't, who, who was, didn't they have somebody in the running last year? Chris Jones? Close, maybe? Uh, yeah, Tyreek. Did he win it last year? No, I don't think so. Tyreek, but I couldn't yeah. tell you who won. Um, I, it'd be cool just because they've you know had this stretch of having a rookie play well, and but like I don't I don't need the accolades. I mean, when the Chiefs, what we had six Pro Bowlers or something the year that we won two games. I mean, winning yeah. winning rookie of the year just doesn't matter. Like it's it's equivalent to going to the Pro Bowl to yeah. me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't. I have no idea what to expect as far as, you know, who plays and who doesn't on Sunday and, and what that ultimately ends up looking like. Um, but, I mean, they, they say it might be Shark Week. Shark Week? Yeah. Might, oh, might, definitely. Might be Shark Week. Definitely. And Akeem got banged up last week because I was wanting them to run him down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Those three unnecessary carries for Kareem at the end of the game that happened, you know, eight times this year. <laughs> uh, but So apparently he was banged up, so who, who knows if he's even going to play. Hey, is CJ Spiller available? He is. Hey, maybe we should call him up. I, I mean, hey CJ, what's up? Wouldn't wouldn't be a surprise at all, right? <laughs> I mean, we've seen him a few. We times haven't cut him inside him for a while. Um, it's, it's probably wondering where we're at. I suppose after Sunday's game against the Dolphins, do we kind of do we have to talk about breadwinner? I mean, I guess. Like, nah, I don't think best so. game of his career. I don't think so. Probably. Best <laughs> best game of his career? I kept wanting to say, like, that was the best play of his career, but he's actually had some good catches in his career. Like, he's made some nice plays. It's just his inability to make the routine play that's so frustrating. He was, let's just say he was very excited. He was excitable. His celebrations <laughs> were just <laughs> some odd rhythmic movements of his body. I couldn't tell what was going on. Yeah, he's I having know. a seizure! I'm like, listen. Get, check him for a concussion. He's having a seizure. Oh, no, he's celebrating. Um, and I don't know, like... I bet he's a good liquid dancer. I kind of, I kind of wonder if the guys that announce these games are in on the did you know he played basketball joke, <laughs> or what? Because, like, they, they never fail to mention it every single week. D- Demetrius Harris, former basketball player, one of these other, you know, I mean, successful 
conversion. It's not even him. You watch a Jimmy like, Graham game, and, and they'll say it every game. Yeah, it's I not just so. like the lesser known players. Yeah, it's just a fact you gotta throw out there every time. Listen, I, I can't, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I really, I can't. Is it a Demetrius Harris take? No, it's not. Oh damn! I can't believe I'm about to say this. I kind of want to keep watching Alex Smith. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that like applies to. It, it doesn't apply to Sunday's game, but just in general, like beyond this season. Yeah. Oh! I kind of want to keep watching Alex. And he was mocking my end of the podcast segment last week. I just. He was mocking it. He was shitting all over it. I, uh, I kind of want to keep watching Alex Smith. Hmm. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't know what to do with these feelings that I'm having at <laughs> all. I really don't. Like I'm so conflicted because it's just like. I mean. When he listen, when he plays poorly, like there's, there's not. It's not like, eh, that was an okay game. It's like, man, Alex, that was terrible, right? Yep. But how many times this season, just inside of this season, how many times have you said either to yourself or out loud or to a friend that might have been. The best throw of Alex Smith's career. <laughs> that has been like a... It's, it's been the Ron Parker is underrated of 2017. <laughs> that like, was the best throw of his Chiefs career. And it's like, you don't... You're not necessarily like trying to one-up, you know, a previous throw. You're not like competing against the other throws this year. Because it is a little bit hyperbolic. But like... Dude, he looks fantastic. He really does. And like, now that he's throwing the ball downfield, they're... I mean... There are still things that you can complain about, but like, there's Andy Reid, quarterback maximizer, has officially maximized Alex Smith. Like that's what you're seeing. Oh yeah. And so you know the 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 take or whatever uh, from our friend Carrington Dot Harrison over on Six Ten Sports. You can hear him Kansas right now, City. live. Yeah, I mean, if you're, while we're recording, um, we're not like, we're not hearing him though. No, we're for not. the record. Um, I mean, his take on Alex has been basically like, I'm not gonna fall for it because I know that this is quite literally the best that Alex has ever played, and it's the best that he can play. Like he, you can't really. There's no going up from here. And with that being the case, you have to like you have to maximize that in the offseason and get like the best possible return. Because if he takes a step back next year, you just wasted time, essentially. Um, you're taking time away from Mahomes and you know, you you right now this season is the outlier for Alex, rather than, than the mean I mean he's progressively gotten better for the most part each year. Last year, being a really strange kind of aberration, um, 
I mean, you look at, gosh, I mean, just look at the difference between last year and this year. I mean, what, he had 15 touchdown passes last year? Yeah, he was year. bad last and year. It, and it was like... He was bad. Yeah, I mean, there there were... Uh, At least statistically, he was bad. It was it was ugly. I, and I mean... I'd have to look closer to, to give, like, an overall assessment, I guess, but... Right. His stats were like, oh, God, get these out of here. Like, any quarterback in the NFL could put these up with Andy Reid. And, and, I mean, he's had, uh, you know, seasons before where, you know, he... I think the season... I. You'll have to forgive me on the year because they blend together a little bit. But um, the year that he had the five touchdown pass game against Oakland, twenty thirteen, I think he finished that year with twenty one. And that Raiders game was late in the year. I want to say that that was maybe the last game of the season that he played. Twenty thirteen, he had twenty three touchdowns. Twenty three, okay. Well, well, here, let me say this. We don't have nearly all the information we're going to have in a few weeks. Because we're going to see, first off, Pat Mahomes take the field and play an NFL game. So that will uh, add to the decision, I guess, Mm -hmm. if if it's now a decision. And we're going to see Alex Smith in the playoffs. Which, you know, more than likely will end with a playoff loss. So you're going to need to um, see Alex Smith lose, more than likely... I mean, unless we win the Super Bowl, and then, you know, who the hell cares who we put at quarterback? Because we just won the Super Bowl, so, you know, who cares? Um, <laughs> so, who cares? But, <laughs> but more than likely we'll lose in a playoff game. You know, will it be his fault? When do we lose? You know, if we lose the game at home, I don't I don't think it matters how well Alex Smith plays. You're going you're gonna to want to move on. If we lose the next game to New England, unless he plays great, I would think most people would want to move on because it would be got, like we're at the same spot over and over. We need something to get us over the hump, and yeah. you know, at this point, it's obviously Mahomes that would that you hope doesn't. And, and so, and the weird thing is that, like, I mean, barring like a number of injuries, I could ask the question like, if you get the same performance from Alex at New England that you got at New England the last time we played there in the playoffs, like. Does that in any way make you think that we should keep him? But the team is so much better that, like, no, that's not okay. Just trying to keep it close. But, I mean, I would say that Alex had, I think, a pretty good game in that game against New England, despite what many people might think. But you have to keep in mind, like, how little talent was on the field oh, around yeah. him. I mean, that was the we're talking about the Jason Avant game, yep. folks. Like, you know, the fact that that even exists... Um, the professional. It, it, it lets you know that that Alex he he really stuck in there and and played pretty well, but with with the weapons the way that they are and seemingly the the role that they're on right now, um, I think that I expect them. I think my my expectation right now, and I'm I'm interested in hearing what yours is. My expectation right now is that. They get to the AFC Championship game. Really? That's what I expect. I don't because of the way that they're playing. I'm um, I'm still not confident playing New England. I mean, I know we beat them this year, but that's that almost takes away from my confidence. I don't like playing them in a game we've already beat them this year. Playing them the second time in the year, uh, you know, and just Belichick and Brady. I just think they have such an advantage. Um, that I think we'll have to play great to beat them, and you know we can. I think it's very possible, uh, but I am—I would not say my expectation is to win that game. No, 
I, I am. I think it's very possible. And you know, I've been harping on this all year that you know, it's just one game, anything can happen, really. But I, I, I don't envision me picking the Chiefs to beat the Patriots now. Yeah. Um. And let me let me say this. I think the decision. First off, I think it's more. I think it's way more likely that Alex comes back in 2018 than people want to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the idea I was trying to put out there last week. It's just like we're not. You know, the fans are looking at this. I'm not sure where the Chiefs are looking at this. And my opinion kind of comes down to if I believe the team can do it. Like, it's almost more about the team than Alex Smith. Like, if I fully believe that this same team can come back and win the Super Bowl next year, if I, if I think that after this playoff run, then I might be for it. But if we're at, like, a same point, we lose to New England by, you know, 7 to 10 points, then it's just like, well... You know, it's just kind of the same thing over and over, and we need to, you know, get over the hump. And mm-hmm. Mahomes is the way to get over the hump. So I think it ha- my thoughts on it going forward will be more about the team. So we'll have to, it will have to be like a playoff loss where I come away thinking that it's still this same team could still win it. Like I don't know, I don't know how that happens. Well, I mean, so here's the thing: like changes are going to happen regardless of whether they keep Alex Smith or not. Um, and I do think that the team already, and, and maybe it, maybe the results speak for it. I don't really know. Um, but like, I think everybody already knows that the, this season was trying to get the band back together, you know? Well, yeah, I was hoping all your pieces that have been out for these individual playoff runs are finally all healthy together. And I mean, that kind of went out the window in week one with Barry going down, but you know, but, I mean, trading up to get Mahomes and then taking a project in round two. And, I mean, we, I think probably still, even with the, you know, the fact that Kareem Hunt was thrust into the starting lineup, they probably still are near the bottom of the league in, in number of snaps they've gotten from the rookie class. And there were people that were frustrated saying, like, if you want to go win a Super Bowl, then why do you, you know, trade for a quarterback who's not going to help your team at all when you could have, you know, gotten pieces that that would have helped this team try to get over the hump this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, change is, is coming, whether they keep Alex or not. And so, like, I can look at, I can look at every single thing on paper. And, I mean, even go back and listen to last week's show. Like, it doesn't make any sense to keep Alex. Um, I'm just enjoying watching him play. Oh. When he plays well, I'm like, I like this guy. <laughs> I like him. Um, I, I want to, before we, before we get into all of the things, uh, that, that are going to happen this upcoming week and how excited everybody is, um, I have a few things on the defense. Okay, go ahead. No, please. Well, let me, let me address this. Arrowhead was fucking empty on Sunday. What'd you think of that? Anything? Any big deal? I didn't think about it at all. Nothing? I I laid in my bed. I didn't even, like, consider getting up to go to your house to watch the game. Hey, thanks. Like, did, <laughs> literally didn't even think about it. I well, like, let, me, let me tell you, I was so hungover on Sunday morning, I rolled out of bed at 11.58 and yacked <laughs> and then walked to the couch, got as stoned as I could get. Took as many drugs as I could get, put them all into my body, check me feel better, and then and that's how I watched the game. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty hungover too, but I mean, 
really it was just like, it's, I, I think that the ticket price and the temperature outside were like pretty, pretty close to one another, <laughs> about 20 bucks to get in the gate and yep. about 20 degrees outside. There you go. And, um, I, I was just like, I, I'm anybody that's out there, you know, Merry Christmas. Hope you have fun. Could care less. Yep. Well, let me say this. I had no interest in going. I probably wouldn't have gone if I had a free ticket, you know, handed directly to me. Uh, it was cold. It was Christmas Eve. Yeah. Fantasy Championship week. I was I wasn't leaving the couch. Oh, fantasy Championship wank. I yeah, I got I got destroyed. It was over by twelve forty five, <laughs> which was fine because I was so hungover that I didn't want to really follow it all day. <laughs> but can we be considered amongst the NFL's best fans with that showing? Um, I look. I'm just gonna say this, and I know that maybe even like some of our listeners who. Let's be honest, we have like a pretty pretty narrow demographic of people that listen to our show. <laughs> Let's uh, shit on all of our demographic right no, here. I'm just I'm just saying like the the loudest stadium in the NFL, the best fans in the NFL, all that stuff, like I don't care. Don't care. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, like I take pride in my fan performance when I am there. Um and I take just as much, if not more, pride in my tailgating performance. <laughs> professional tailgater, yep. folks. Um, I'm a professional walking out of Arrowhead disappointed. <laughs> You've mastered that. <laughs> Definitely not amateurs at walking out of Arrowhead disappointed. Uh, welcome to Amateur Hour. Um, listen, I We've just... have had a lot of practice. I just don't... I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Um, I don't think that, and especially like for a game like that, when you look at all the circumstances, like, you know, you mentioned last week that like you want to win so that you can take week 17 and let the guys that matter, you know, give them a rest and, um, you know, really try to, I I don't know, start game planning however it is that you can, Mm -hmm. because there's still some matchups stuff that they can't do. Yep. But, pretty much give the team a break in week 17. Um, but you knew that even if you lose, you still have another shot against the team that's out of it. So, like, the Miami game really wasn't that important. No. And so when you're talking about Christmas Eve and it doesn't really matter that much and what the temperature was and everything, like, I just, no. No. Honestly, I will applaud. I, I get every reason for not going, but I mean, seeing the yeah. seeing the arrowhead that empty was kind of just like, eh, I'm not I'm not thrilled about it. I'll say that. I mean, but I don't. I, I also, I I, but I'm not every like every person that wins. Definitely, but I, I don't. Also, not like we need to be the best fans in the NFL. And I'm like, no, no, we are. You're not you Seahawks fans. You suck. <laughs> Definitely not like that. But I do. Yeah. I do want our fan base to be, you know, among the best. I guess yeah. I do take some pride in that. Right. Well, I mean, listen, at least we weren't flooding out of the stadium in the third quarter while losing to a division rival by like 30-some-odd points. <laughs> Who so, did that? Seattle. Oh. Now the Rams game. <laughs> I, I saw people like taking video, and they were like, what What happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, was, why are all these people that leaving That was a so colossal beatdown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, all right, so to the defense before we talk about uh, Mahomes' week. So, 
in the spirit of Christmas, one of the uh, the like disclaimers that you get when you when you buy certain toys, uh, you hear it at the end of commercials. Um, some assembly required. Mm. Um, this is kind of a play on words with some assembly required. Okay. And it's the Chiefs pass rush. Some creativity required. Mm. Because... Wasn't very good. I just... Like, we're not... I don't know if it's that Justin Houston seems to be the only real threat of getting after the quarterback... Um, or if teams are just trying to get the ball out as quick as they can, like they've done in the past against us. And that was, you know, for the most part, trying to neutralize the puff-puff pass rush of years past. Um, but guys just aren't really getting home that often. Um, and, you know, I look at, like, the beginning of the season, and one of the things that, people pointed to with the Patriots defense and why they didn't think that they were going to be very good was that they couldn't get after the quarterback. Not at all. And, um, I mean, the Patriots defense has improved. I haven't really looked at their numbers, but my expectation is that they play against the AFC East, so, I mean, there's, well, let's say five good games. There's 30 sacks right there. You know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I will say that Sutton did something a little bit different on Sunday that I noticed, and it was, at the very least, Marcus, but I think across the field, they were playing press. I saw Marcus at the line most of the afternoon. Hmm. Um, And that's different. And I'm here for that. I mean, we've talked about all the potential changes that Sutton can make and whether they're big or just very subtle, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I mean, there are some like wholesale changes to the way that they play or the style that they play um, that I think everybody would, would welcome. But just doing little things differently, like saying, hey, Marcus, I don't want you to play 10 yards off the receiver. I want you to get up there and try to disrupt timing in order to give the pass rush an opportunity to get home. Um I, I'm with that. Yeah, I think I think everybody is. I don't I don't think anybody's listening right now being like, no, no, play off more. Like, yeah, everybody's yeah, I mean, been asking for this all season. For sure. I'm just saying, like, I think it's a good sign. It's a good, it's a great sign. It's a great um, sign because I think they've been at their best when they have been impressed. Yeah. And so, you know, with the creativity in the pass rush, it seems like the times, at least recently, when they have been able to get after the quarterback. I mean, you saw Eric Murray get a sack. You know, like, and and the fact that Sutton had Eric Murray blitzing is great. Like, whatever it takes. Was that this week? Uh, I don't think it was. Week before. Yeah, but I'm it just was a beautiful blitz design. Right, beautiful. And that's the kind of stuff that we might need. Oh, we definitely. might like just definitely. You know, listen. That's Bob. that's how we're gonna have to do it in the playoffs because I don't think we can just you know third and six line up against the New England Patriots and just. You know, we're going to be man-to-man, single high here, and rushing four. Yeah. We're not going to win those plays. Yeah, I don't I don't think that we will. And, you know, blitzing Tom Brady isn't the answer, but confusing Tom Brady is. Sure. And it's very hard, but it can be done. And, and that's the thing, that because Sutton hasn't used much creativity in the past, like, 
it can be surprising. You have the element of surprise because you played so vanilla for so many yeah, years. All, yeah. There's not a whole lot on tape. Um, so, I mean, that that's like kind of in their favor a little bit. Um, man, I was listening to the A-Team. Those guys are so great because they have like, they have like relationships, for lack of a better word. Like with some of these coaches, they know their mannerisms and they know how they talk to one another a little bit. And they were talking about how uh, with Andy having handed over play calling to Nagy that like he can pay a little bit more attention to the defense. They're saying there are a few times that you see him standing there with, with Sutton when you know Sutton's looking at the play sheet and trying to figure out what they're going to do. And I, it's got to be Therese because he's the one that's always doing the impressions. But he's, he's like, can't you just imagine Andy being like, well, you know, Bob, look at all these fancy blitzes you got. You want to dial one up? Or? <laughs> it was just like, it was so great hearing them just kind of clown on those guys. Not like in a bad way, but um, a couple other observations that I saw from pro football focus. Uh, Darrell Revis has now played four games for the Chiefs. He's allowed uh, 7 of 14 for 83 yards. He has one pass breakup. Um, basically good for a 68.5 passer rating. Um, I mean... I didn't see snap count on Sunday. Was was him and Mitchell splitting again? Do you have any idea? Um, I can pull that up. Well, don't worry about it. But, I mean, 7 of 14 for 83 yards and a pass breakup. I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's not... That's not, like, great, you know? 50%. I'd say half of those were the first like, game. Right. He got targeted a lot uh, that first week against the Jets. Um, I don't I don't really know what to make of Darrell Revis just yet, but I will say that um, the work that Seth did when he watched Revis seemed like it was pretty promising. Um, we got Terrence Mitchell with zero snaps. Against the Dolphins? Darrell Revis with 47. Interesting. So it looks like that choice was made... Nelson and Peters for every defensive snap, and Darrell Rivas for 47 of 56. So it looks like Terrence Mitchell is on the bench moving forward. Huh. Well, I, I mean, at least they have it. They've got it, you know. Um, one of the things that we saw in that Colts playoff game was, you know, guys started dropping and then you just didn't have any options. And you ended up having to put somebody on the field that you really didn't want to see in Dunta Robinson. And, um, I mean, that, say that like that guy on the team right now that I think like could get beat like a drum is Revis. And Revis is going to be the starter. So, like, they don't – he he's the old guy that you don't you, – that you're maybe a little bit fearful. I think, well, I think um, teams will go after Nelson. I think they might. Um, and I mean, I, I don't just because the Patriots love the slot so much. Yeah, and I just think they can. They think Amendola can win against Stephen Nelson. I um, I just want to interesting. Acker played three snaps hmm. over Terrence Mitchell. Uh, since since Peter's suspension, how's he doing? <laughs> Is he down on himself? Well, he forced two more turnovers on Sunday. Um, He's allowed two completions on 14 attempts for 39 yards with two interceptions, two additional pass breakups. How about Cutler just throwing two jump balls, balls his way? I'm just like, I'm looking at this like, just, I mean, 
We need to play Jay Cutler every week if he's just going to be throwing <laughs> jump balls in Marcus Peters' direction. And they actually caught one, a really nice catch by Devontae Parker, I believe. Um, but damn. Uh, we, we, need, we need quarterbacks throwing jump balls to Marcus Peters more often. That's what we need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so listen, there, we're like two-thirds of the way through the show, yep. through the stated time that you wanted to, to dedicate to this week's Amateur Hour. So the final third, the floor is yours to talk about one Patrick Mahomes. Patty Mahomes! Um, Let's first off, let's go through some playoff scenarios just so everyone's on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, Chiefs will be the four seed no matter what, which means they're more than likely playing New England in the second round unless Jacksonville loses in the first round of the playoffs. But we'll worry about that more next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their opponent for that first round playoff game more than likely will be the Ravens. They have to beat the Bengals at home. If they do that, we will be playing Baltimore. If the Ravens lose and Tennessee wins, they play Jacksonville, who's playing for nothing, then it's Tennessee. Uh, and if they both lose and Buffalo beats Miami, then it's Buffalo. And if all three lose, it's Baltimore. So it's more than likely going to be Baltimore. If they happen to stumble, probably going to be Tennessee. Uh, also, of note, we cannot play the Chargers okay. in the first round. They can still get in the playoffs, but we will not play Miami. One quick correction. You said Jacksonville's playing for nothing. Can they still get a buy? I did see a tweet today that Blake Bortles is only 35 touchdown passes away from Peyton Manning's single season record. Oh, shit. So that's on the line. Wow. All right. (laughs) See if he can go out there and throw 35 touchdowns on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the Blake Bortles facts? Oh, yeah. That's such a great follow. Great account. Okay, so I went back. Mahomes was getting the nod today. Uh, Ryan was a little bit late to the recording, so I was, had nothing to do. So I watched our live periscopes of when we drafted Patty Mahomes. Um, we were excited. I pulled a lot of quotes here, a lot, because I was cracking up through the whole thing. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how funny I was. Are thinking. there, are there any, are there any quotes in there that? Are you just yelling Deshaun Watson's name before the pick was made? Number one quote. I want Deshaun. I want Deshaun. Mahomes is too risky. (laughs) That is me, like, right before the pick is announced. Yep. Okay. Um, So I'm just going to go through these in chronological order. You step in and and say whatever you want. We can kind of talk about Mahomes through these quotes, I think. Here's me. Let's celebrate. Let's do this. It's not Deshaun Watson. I will get over this. I... End of thought, and then obviously started doubting myself about <laughs> taking Mahomes over Deshaun Watson. I was I was all in on Deshaun Watson. I will get over this. I I, go, I will get over this. I <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I immediately lost all confidence. I was trying to pursue, per, pursue, per, uh, promote, uh, produce, exude, uh, exude. There, that's good. Yeah. I was trying to exude confidence, and it lasted like. Probably a second and a half there. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know if anyone watched that at all. Um, oh no, a ton of people watched it because Nick tweeted it out. Oh yeah, I guess that's right. We had a ton. Um, so so we ha- and we had all these other fans in there too because because Nick tweeted it out. So there was like yeah. Patriots fans that were were commenting towards us. Yeah, uh, it was pretty fun. And they were probably like, "It doesn't matter." Yeah. Oh, we, Tam, got, we got a quote Tam on Tam it. Beat you. We'll get there. Um, I just, uh, I don't know that I can can press the point home enough 
of how much Dirk wanted Deshaun Watson. I was yeah. like, like, as soon as the Chiefs logo pops up on the screen, you're like Deshaun, <laughs> and like you're just you, you were completely sold. Not necessarily that the Chiefs were going to take Watson, but like that's who you wanted, mm-hmm. and I mean. I know that you were excited because they did something, because they took someone, and it was a quarterback, and they traded up, and you like everything, like you know, you're you're going crazy. Everyone's excited, but like I know that Dirk walked home that night <laughs> a little bit upset, stumbled home. Like I don't, I don't think that you were especially thrilled. Because it was just it just wasn't Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that was your guy. Yeah, and I'm not I'd say it's to hard like... to catch it. No, I was I was definitely excited. I don't think there was much part of me that was like bummed, but I was thinking uh, that I would have taken Deshaun over Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But I also at the same time, I think I was my whole thing going into it was I trust Andy Reid over myself. Yeah. So if he wants Mahomes, then you know so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Here's here's Mike Mayock on the broadcast that we that we periscoped. He has as much gigabytes as any quarterback in football. So that phrase is still around. We still get the gigabytes phrase. How about that? Are you excited to talk about gigabytes for the next fifteen years with Mahomes? <laughs> no. Here's some Ryan quotes. Here comes. This is the antithesis of Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Even if he ends up being terrible. He's going to be so fun to watch. Yes. <laughs> so, one of the things, like, I was, you and I had had tried to sort of plan out, like, uh, best and worst, if oh. you will, um, of, like, how can Mahomes be good and how can Mahomes be bad and, like, what it would look like, so to speak. And one of the things that I, I'm not sure... If I ever really got out for people, but... Yeah, it's kind of a podcast we were planning, but never really got to. One of the things that I've kind of had stashed, if you will, is like, to me, I look at, and it's changed a little bit this year with Alex, but like, for the most part, Alex has had to use his (coughs) legs in order to be successful. Like, when we had previous, before this season, if Alex wasn't running, then he wasn't good. And what I had seen from Mahomes was, like, Mahomes can run, but he doesn't have to. Like, this is a passer. And that was the big difference to me, was, like, I just, I didn't think that Alex could succeed in, let's say, you know, varying types of offenses... And I feel like because of uh, the buzzword everyone likes is arm talent, uh, but just because of the way that Mahomes can throw the football, that like he he can succeed regardless of what situation you put him in. Um, but obviously, we're pretty fortunate with the situation that he's going to want to get to. Yeah, uh, I got you. I'm excited to, to to watch him. Well, shit, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> here's here's me. Holy shit, they did it! Throws arms up, reads comment, suck me off! Yes! <laughs> a a, a well esteemed listener. Was that the username that, or the comment? No, just the comment. Just the suck comment. Suck me off. Suck me off. <laughs> How about this? Me, very excitedly. 
we're the Dream Team Eagles. <laughs> How? We, without realizing whatsoever that the Dream Team Eagles were not good. Yeah, like, I was were... really, well, because we said we were comparing Mahomes to Vic, oh. and we were comparing Tyreek to Deshaun, and we were comparing Jeremy Macklin to Jeremy Macklin. Oh. So we were like, we're the, like we're the, the Dream Team Eagles. The dream and then you were like, like, plus Travis Kelsey. And then we got really excited and not... Not at all, like, ironically realizing that the Eagles went, like, 6-10 of 10 that year. And they also, like, they went out and signed, like, every free agent, and that's why they were considered, like, the dream team. Yeah, because they, they had Vince Young as their backup quarterback. Yeah. That was a big deal. signed Namdi, and, Actually, and, think, and they, like, immediately retired after yeah. that season. Vince Young so is the one, I think, that uh, copied that, coined that. Oh, the dream, dream team. Dream team Eagles. Oh. What a fun era. Uh, me. Fuck my dinner. I ordered carryout at Q39. It's just sitting up there. Supposed to go get it 15 minutes ago. Doesn't matter. And let me just say, we recorded a full other live show after this that lasted 45 minutes. So I ordered, I don't know if you remember this, but I ordered Q39 like five minutes before we traded up. And I was a minute from leaving. Yeah. I would have been out the door... Not experiencing any of that. Did you go get your very late to go for I went and got it, like, I over f- an hour later. I feel and like I still remember them being up there like, oh, thank God. Like, somebody <laughs> called this in, like, over an hour ago. You should have just called in another one. <laughs> and, like, put it under my name and yeah. go pick up the fresh one and leave the other. I don't think I cared whatsoever. <laughs> this is the best cold barbecue sandwich I've ever had. <laughs> Um, here's some more from it. You you walked away for a while. You took a phone call for a while, so I was on solo here. So oh, yeah. Yeah, Steve called. Alex Smith is going to play his last game as a Chief this year. This year. And then the biggest shit-eating grin you've ever seen comes across <laughs> my face. <laughs> and, I think we were pretty down on all Alex and, Smith uh, after well, the Steelers game. I mean, after last year? God. So then a Patriots fan comes in the comments. And my response was... Brady can't play till he's 50. He can't. We're going to outlast you. I don't care if we can't beat you. We're not going to beat the Patriots. We're going to outlast you. There you go. I can dig it. <laughs> Here's Ryan back in the mix. This is our this is our Miller High Life commercial, by the way. When you, when you started making a point, you started trying to make a comparison between the beer, the champagne of beers, and the, the life we were living right then. Oh. We were getting off the rails here. <laughs> I'm going to live the high life, and then soon enough, we're going to be living the high life, watching Pat Mahomes throw the ball high and far. <laughs> Ryan Scott Hall. <laughs> Elo- eloquent as ever. I mean, that was, dude, there was like so much elation in that moment. Oh, like, man. I know that that recording was just us saying the same five or ten things over and yeah, over. Yeah, pretty much. Just being like, pretty much. this is awesome. Also, when we took them, both of us were just kind of speechless. We just kind of sat like... Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, whoa. Holy shit. That was pretty much it. But I think everybody was feeling that, so I don't think... Yeah, I'm sure that, I don't like, think anybody uh, can hate on that. If you look at, like... I mean, I, I don't know, like, if... The, the stations locally were broadcasting or whatever, but, like, trying to sit there and, like, talk and analyze and... And not just have like this panicked excitement. Well, but even if people were on the radio, they're not fans like us. That's like, it's not. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't. It's just when you're talking about two people that, for, I mean, most of our adult lives and even I think into our childhood, like 
live and die with this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I win on Sunday, I get to have a good week. And if I lose on Sunday, I get to have a bad week. Mm-hmm. And when they're not playing, it's just not as fun. No. And so when they went out and did this, it was just like, I couldn't even really process <coughs> what happened. Yeah. And so I'm sure that we just spent plus an hour, just, like, plus, sort of trying to process it, but, like, no, no like, great football takes yeah. other than just, like, we're going to live the high life yeah. and live it right now, <laughs> minute. <laughs> plus, I mean, it wasn't like we got to, like, wait until our pick was announced. It was, like, out of nowhere, the Chiefs are picking. And then two minutes later, Pat Mahomes is, is our quarterback all of a sudden. Like, it was a lot to process in oh, a very yeah, short amount of time. Oh, yeah, it's the 10th pick, and we're, like, at 27. Yeah. We're like, you know, are they going to move up at some point? Maybe, but there, like, pretty much was no talk about it. And then, all of a sudden, we have a new quarterback with cool hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting for this next one. Ryan, can I tell you the only thing I don't like? His voice is weird. <laughs> he does. It's so weird. Me. Maybe that's why he doesn't call plays in the huddle. <laughs> It's still weird. It's kind of froggy. And then we, <laughs> we compared him to Kermit the Frog, and then yeah. we defended Kermit the Frog. As, why, would, why would that be a bad thing? Yeah, because Kermit's awesome. Uh, me. My comparison for him is Jay Cutler. But Jay Cutler is a fucking loser. <laughs> Man, don't let Jay Cutler listen to this episode. <laughs> Dude, been banging on him. I was watching Jay Cutler on Sunday like... I, would hate football so much if I had to root for Jay Cutler. Like, imagine that being your football fandom. Like, dear God. Can you, I mean, what a blessed life for him. Like, he's he's six foot four, and he can throw the ball hard, and he just keeps getting paid money to go out there and do it. And, like, he's never won shit. He does not care. You can just see it in his demeanor on the field. Yeah. Like, he played one important game in his entire career, and he checked out with, like, a finger injury or something. He's like, I will voluntarily sit out of this game because I don't want to, you know, lose. I'd rather just not play. Better life than Kyle Orton, but not a better career. <laughs> not a better career? Yeah, I'd choose Kyle Orton's career. <laughs> we'll do a deep dive on the next week. Okay. Um, this was like a comp... No, no, this is me. This is me. Every this is based on a comment that we got from some from a listener. Every beer that Dirk drinks will be a TD in his first game. Well, sir, this is number three. It's only nine o'clock. I don't have to work tomorrow, so you're looking at about eighteen TDs. <laughs> and then I gave a big Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> so that's very relevant for uh, Sunday's game. I think I ended up only drinking four beers because I went and got the food and then just kind of mellowed out. Yeah. So look at look for four touchdowns on Sunday. Okay. Um, I did see a, a tweet from Kent Swanson today. Like, if if the fantasy QB one could be like a first time. Yeah, has a QB one ever only played in one game all season or something? Yeah. Um, me again. Say Watson comes in and plays really well. It'll be really interesting to see how quick the chatter starts. With man, we should have taken Deshaun. I said that, you completely weren't having it, and it pretty much happened. And there was no chatter. Yeah. No chatter. I didn't, I didn't, 
And I think that, I mean... I think because it helped that Mahomes looked so good in the preseason, so, like, everybody's sold on him right now. But even with Deshaun tearing it up like that, I didn't see a lot of we should have taken Deshaun, even though I was thinking it, obviously. I mean, weren't there, like, when Watson was, like, leading the league in touchdown passes and had just, you know, put together three or four straight incredible games, um, and, I mean, the Chiefs saw it firsthand... Um, I mean, I feel like there were polls out there, and it was like, who would you rather have right now? Or, like, would you go back and want to take Deshaun Watson? And it was still, like, 80% <coughs> Chiefs fans favoring Mahomes. People are sold on him. Yeah, I Chiefs mean... Chiefs fans are sold. It's easy to be when, you know, he only saw kind of limited snaps in the preseason, and he didn't even really play with the starters at all. And But, I mean... I, and that's why I think Sunday's going to be interesting because, like, I saw Mellinger say that he would basically sit the skill positions and Eric Fisher, um, and I don't know why he wanted to sit Fisher. Maybe he thinks that he's been dealing. Someone with said an he's been banged or up. Something. I saw someone say it. But I don't. I don't want Which to see. We need to say about Eric Fisher because he's been bad this year. Yeah. Like, hopefully, he has an injury. I don't want to see Mahomes behind. A lot of talk about shorts playing three to five backup linemen. Well, we don't have that many backup offensive linemen. Yeah, so, so I don't. I, don't I know saw uh, would, like, what's his name is Anger is supposed to start. Oh, uh, I saw that. So you'd think it's going to be Fulton Anger. I don't even know who our backup linemen are. Devi, is Devi in there? Cam Irving probably yeah. starts at left tackle. Woo, man, Cam Irving. That's Cam fun. Irving at left tackle. That's going to be fun. Um, Only a couple more here. Okay. You, got, you got more or no? No, I just uh, I I don't want to see him behind a bad line, but I don't I don't think ultimately you're going to be able to take away a whole lot from what he does on Sunday because I do think they're probably going to start like Chesson and Robinson. I mean, maybe I, no. It's, it'll well, let's talk be about Robinson who, and Wilson. Who probably. should sit? Tyreek, um, you're going to sit. Yeah. Kelsey, you're going to sit. Tyreek, Kareem, you're going to sit. Kareem, and Alex Fisher. Yeah, I mean that's that's what most of Melbourne's the most of the offense there. Yeah, and I mean defensively, like Houston, I was just definitely. Yeah, I'd just be like Passanio's playing every snap. There you go. Um, you keep, know, keep Raglan in there. Um, I think I think I keep Raglan just to get more and more. Comfortable. Yeah, just continue to play. Um, I mean, Peters, I might, sit I him. Revis, sit him. I'd probably sit Parker. Like, yeah, because he's old. He, yeah, he just doesn't need anyone who's a veteran. There. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, DJ won't play. So Thomas shouldn't play. I mean. Yeah, no I, DJ. I probably just have like Passanio and Zombo like every snap. Like you guys are just gonna play the whole game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm Acker and Mitchell on the outside probably. probably Maybe yeah. Nelson still. Yeah. Although I, we got a bunch of corners, we have like six on the active roster right now. We have, we signed the the guy. Of, I don't know who he is. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's a good summary. All right, a few more here. These ones are from Nostradurkus. Oh. Say we go ten and six, lose in the divisional round. Go into the next offseason with no Mahomes experience whatsoever. Do we just cut Alex? Hey. I mean, hey. they're going to be 10-6 and six yep. if they win on Sunday. But, I mean, Mahomes will play at least. It's a little bit different because yeah. he's going to you know, play yeah. one game. But, I mean. And then we discussed. And then we got really excited about, <laughs> like, hey, we could trade him. We could trade him. Yeah. Another quote. What if this lights a fire under Alex and he throws for 30 touchdowns next year? <laughs> hey, how about that? The beginning of, of your theorizing yep. for Alex this year. It was. 
Uh, and then the last one here from old Ryan. This is something Chiefs fans are always going to remember. You're going to remember this for the rest of your life, where you were and what you were doing. And we haven't even seen the football part yet. Mm-hmm. It, we get to see that on Sunday. Um, so those are all the quotes. Oh, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I like, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought it was tremendous watching this, but yeah, I, I don't know. going back and... I don't know if other people would enjoy it or, like, I, I don't know. I, I like reading my own stuff, old stuff because, like, I forget a lot of it, and then it's fun to go back and see, like, where the Chiefs were at that point or where we were as fans when drafting Mahomes. So I thought it was fascinating to watch. Hmm. Okay. But that's probably very, uh, what's the word when you're full of yourself? Narcissistic? It's probably very narcissistic of me. Yeah, a little bit. That's fine. I'm, I can handle being narcissistic. Well, um... What else? Well, how about this? Guess who leads the NFL in yards per target right now? Yards per target. Yards per target. Uh, I feel like it's some weird thing, isn't it? Like Todd Gurley. Nope. Or like Alvin Kamara. Orson Charles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a count. <laughs> I mean, it it does, but it doesn't. Yep. Uh, we should also say. Uh, to break another incredible Chiefs streak, we did win the division for back-to-back years this year. So going into this game, Chiefs have not won a game with a QB they drafted in 30 years. 30 years. That's because they employed the worst quarterback of all time, Crody Broyle, for a number of years, and he never won a game. Other than that, it's a bunch of losers that, you know, couldn't really win games. Uh, we were the second team in NFL history with a 4,000-yard quarterback, 1,000-yard running back, 1,000-yard receiver, 1,000-yard tight end. We actually said that earlier. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, butt kickers at the Chiefs' field goal record. Um, so that was cool. And he didn't even play the first. His first game was Washington, which I think was the fourth game of the season. So, um, Other than that, Travis Kelsey's catch was tremendous. I think it was highly underrated. Uh, man, like that, it just... It came in so quick, like... Yeah, he just threw his hands up and just, like, you know, got him in the right place to battle it, battle it around for a while in his hands and come down with it. Mm-hmm. But that was just like that was just like a hope throwing his hands up. Yeah, I think everybody is probably still more focused on the, the Tyreek touchdown, non-touchdown. I mean... I don't get holding on to bad calls, like, after a win. I just don't. Yeah. If we win the game, I get over it, you know, in two seconds. Uh, I also never saw a view that showed his first foot in bounds. I see all these views that show his second foot in bounds. I don't think, I don't think that was the question mark. I think it's his first foot. Yes, and even that iPhone video from the stands didn't show it. <laughs> People were so pissed off about that. Yes, they were. Anything else? What, you, what do you think? Can, can anything with this Mahomes start change anything? I mean, obviously he, he can't be good enough to get momentum to start the playoff game, can he? It's not possible. No, there's... There, he can't be bad. He, could he be bad enough to, to affect the decision going into next year? I mean, you have pretty much the built-in excuse that it's all backups. So I don't think, even if he's bad, I don't see, you know, I don't see that changing your mind much. I think you pretty much stick with what you're going in with. Yeah, I mean... The only thing that could really happen is he gets hurt long term that affects his off season activities. I think that could factor in. But I mean that that would have to be like a leg injury or a shoulder injury maybe. But you know like concussion ain't gonna do anything. Yep. I think I, I think what Sunday's gonna amount to is that it's gonna be fun and exciting and it just doesn't mean anything. 
I mean, the game doesn't mean anything, and that's why he's playing, and I don't think that we're going to step away from the game. I love things like, that are fun and exciting and don't mean anything. Yeah, like, I don't I don't think... No strings attached. There's nothing just, about it that's Just one be, night only. Yeah. It's a one-night stand. It is. I mean, and it's... It's a one-night stand in the middle of our long-term relationship, probably towards the end of our long-term relationship, but mm-hmm. it's like, hey, here's a, here's a free one-night stand for you. And we'll take it. Yeah, I think it's... There's just... There's, I don't think there's going to even be a whole lot of like lasting memory of this game. Um, I mean, unless, unless he goes he's, unless out he's great. And just like yeah. is really great. Like even if he's bad, like I don't think that anyone's going to go into the off season and still just be like, oh man, but that Broncos game, I don't know. Yeah. Like he talks about how you know you feel like people are just completely sold on him, and with that being the case and how excited everyone is, like every possible excuse will be made if he goes out and, you know, throws three or seven. And legitimately so. Terrible. I mean, this yeah. is a unit that probably, you know, not only hasn't played together, but probably hasn't been practicing together, like a mishmash of the first and second units like this. Like, this they have gonna be no the- practice time together whatsoever. So those excuses will be legitimate if he plays bad. This will be the first time since the last, or I guess the first week of September that he has... Like gotten significant reps in practice. I mean, I was reading uh, Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest, and he was talking about like what a normal week for Mahomes is like. And it's you know he's on scout, but he gets zero first team reps. And the quote from Mahomes was like, "I get a lot of mental reps, which means he stands behind the play and like scans the field as Alex does That's great. and tries to like make decisions. Yeah, and it's you know, but he's not doing the drop. He's, he's like, literally he's, standing there and watching it like Andy Reid is, but seeing the field. He's and, in the on-deck circle. Right. Seeing the pitches. And, you, so, know, you know, would I swing at that or would I not? And, you know, trying to get a feel for the pitcher. Like, that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It'll be a great I one mean, I stand. I hope like, it lasts all night. Can you, can you imagine, like, man, if he does go out and, and like, what a team to be able to get the opportunity to just go out and light them up. Denver, like, oh. Will there be over under one half media member calling from a homes to start the playoff game? Uh, media member. Bob Fisco. No way. He like, he's an Alex guy, I think. Kevin Keesman. Kevin Keesman. Whatever. They both suck. Um, I, I did see in the Periscope... We traded up, and someone said, Keatsman says we're going linebacker. <laughs> Ruben Foster. <laughs> Should have done it. It's cracking up. Like, yes, great take, Keatsman. They're going linebacker. Uh, I, I will be most interested to see who he has a connection with. Uh, I think the number one candidate is Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. But, you know, who's he throwing the ball to? Who's he been working with this whole time? And, and who's what can we see from that going forward? Yeah, I think because I think a QE receiver relationship is something that is developed over time. So it'll be that will might be a peak into next year a little bit. It's probably Robinson and Wilson and Chesson and Dat. Ooh, Chesson. I think Chesson. Dat will get in there. Yeah, he'll get some some reps. I don't think he's going to play like a ton out there. Okay. And he just has such a small part of the offense that yeah. it doesn't seem likely to get much reps. Cool. Um, well, this has been fun. Hopefully uh, Sunday's going to be even more fun. Um, but you never know, Amateur Hour is pretty great. So, uh, <laughs> this has been Amateur Hour. I'm Ryan Scott Hall. He says darkness. This is yes! Because that's how I feel. Yes! 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 Starship Trooper.
Um, and I saw Star Wars yesterday. You did? I liked it. I did too. We can talk about it. We don't have to talk about it right now, but we should, we should talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. We talked about it. Cool. Go. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, I really enjoyed that. Congratulations, honey. You were great. <laughs>